0: Section 32 of The One-Eyed Griffin and Other Tales by Herbert Escott Inman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Rat That Lost His Tail Chapter 3 The End of the Tale The sun had long ago set in the west, painting all the sky crimson and purple and gold, and as it sank lower, the beautiful tints had darkened, and faded into trembling silver and grey. Then one by one, the watchful stars peeped out, and the lovely moon rose high in the sky, her beautiful gentle beams falling upon field and fell, river and brooklet, forest and hill, as though they were kissing the weary earth and bidding it sleep. Very beautiful it was in the fairy wood then. The light shone down on the silent trees, and fell in great silver patches upon the grass, and sleeping flowers at their feet. The wood seemed very still and silent, but yet, to fairy ears it was full of sweet music. The brooklet sang a quiet little song as it trickled along. The leaves sang quietly as they rustled in the wind, and the tiny bells of the lily sprays chimed a sweet peal. For the fays and brownies, elves of the wood, tiny folk from the hill and gnomes from the fen were all coming to the great court ball then as the time of meeting drew near the illuminations began the fireflies flitted to and fro among the shadows and glow-worms lit their tiny lanterns and thousands of moths clustered around the bushes their little eyes gleaming like the red lamps on the railway lines for moth's eyes shine at night-time by and by the musicians began to arrive the crickets with their drums the beetles with their drones the bumblebees played the bass instruments and the beautiful nightingale sang all the solos then came the patter of fairy feet like the sound of summer rain upon the leaves for the tiny folk were arriving now they crept from under the toadstools they peeped from among the ferns out of the acorn-cups, from among the harebells bells and king-cups. They came riding on the flitting bats, clambering down the moonbeams, floating on the brooklet, and racing on the night-wind. Such a crowd of fays, elves, brownies, gnomes, there was never seen before. And there, among them, laughing and looking wonderfully proud of his long tail, was the little gnome. Then the band struck up. And off started the dancers, round and round in rings, up and down, clasp pans and meet in the middle, laughing, singing all at once, the merriest party that ever you did see. While all this was going on, Merry Robin Goodfellow sat perched up in an oak tree, looking anxiously for the rat. "'I see him, I see him,' he laughed presently. "'Now I shall have some real fun.' and flitting down close to the gnome, he said, Rat's tail, your body is coming. Though he whispered so softly that no one heard him, yet at the words the rat's tail gave a great jerk, and nearly pulled the gnome over, stretching out quite stiff and straight, it pointed down the road, where the rat was toiling along, quite ignorant of the fact that he was coming to the fairy's ball. Tug, tug, tug it went, and oh 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 yelled the gnome in pain and fear all the fays were in a terrible state of excitement louder and louder played the band and the more they played the more the gnome danced and the more the rat's tail pulled and twisted trying to get loose but robin had not finished his work yet off he started and meeting the rat he cried gnome's hair! your gnome is there now the rat when he saw robin turned round to run away but as he did so the gnome's pigtail gave such a tug that it jerked him right on to his nose and dragged him backward in spite of his squeals and struggles right into the middle of the fairy's ball squeak 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 cried the poor rat as the gnome's tail pulled to get to its owner oh 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 dear me shouted the gnome as the rat's tail tugged to get to the rat. never was such a terrible trouble in fairyland. The rat was frightened and wanted to run away, but the gnome's tail would not let him, while the gnome wanted to keep on dancing. But the rat's tail kept dragging the poor little fellow about. It was in the midst of all this terrible confusion, and while Robin was laughing until the tears ran down his cheeks, that the king and queen came riding up in their state carriage, to take part in the ball. Twenty-four fireflies, each one with his lantern burning brightly, drew the carriage, which was made of half a cherry stone, richly inlaid with the bronze of a beetle's wing. Good fays and little folk, cried the king, leaping to the ground, and holding up his hand for silence. Tell me, how is it that this noise and crying interrupts our revels? At once, hundreds of little voices began answering, but as none of the Fays really knew what was the matter, they could not tell the king much about it. By our royal sceptre, said he, putting his hands over his ears, if you all talk at once we shall not learn much. For what strange sight is this, he continued, as his eyes fell upon the two unhappy figures before him. The gnome bowed low to the monarch, but alas! His beautiful tail was part of the rat, and being very frightened, gave a jump, which cut short the bow, and threw the gnome down. The rat tried to run away, but then his tail was part of the gnome, and so began bowing, and over tumbled poor Greycoat. Hey, day, said the king, bursting into a laugh, I can see some of mad robin's work here. Come, rascal that you are. And say what mischief have you been guilty of now? Oh, your majesty, Robin replied, trying his hardest to look serious. Nothing have I done except to try and help those in trouble and grant the requests of these two. That is the work of every good fay. Thou art right, Robin, said the king. But I do not think these look as if they had been helped much. Tails, be quiet. And gnome and rat stand up he continued, waving his sceptre. Then, while all the fairy folk clustered round, the gnome and rat told all their troubles, how they lost their tails and met with Robin. See, said the king, when they had finished, see what comes of discontent and ill temper. You, greycoat, if you had been contented to stay in your happy home beside the beautiful river, would never have lost your tail. And you, Alfie, if instead of flying into a temper and stealing the rat's tail you had gone politely back when the hedgehog called you would have been saved all this trouble however i will make matters right once again and so saying the monarch sang gnome's hair loose your magic hold fasten on his head once more rat's tail go back to your place where you used to grow before then the tails changed places and so the trouble ended. Now, said the king, Greycoat, go back to your home and do not be so foolish again. Let the band strike up, and hand in hand, fairies, gnomes, brownies, and elves, let us dance till the day dawn. When the morning sun was shining once again, Greycoat arrived home with his own tail as tightly fastened on as ever it had been. Great were the rejoicings among his friends. And grand was the party given in his honour. His two great great grandparents, who, you remember, had died of grief, were so pleased that they kicked their little legs in the air and came to life again, which, to be sure, was very wonderful. But then this happened in the long, long ago, and folk did very wonderful things in those days. At least, so the story books say. And, of course, they must be right. End of section 32